Got so many strongest soldiers, so it's never over Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure Even on the days you're moving slower and can't seem to focus You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it Know you questioned life a couple times, but it's okay you growing Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay you on it Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes All you ever do is smile cause they make you worth it Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it Welcome to One Sick Bee, Kings and Queens. I am your host, Certified One Sick Bee, also known as Brandy. The definition of One Sick Bee is a strong individual that faces or fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battle that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. Here at One Sick Bee, we don't cry, we thrive, we don't whine, we whine. Today, I'm so blessed. Well, first of all, before I get started, I'm dedicating this episode to two of my friends who are suffering from endometriosis and one is suffering. You know, we got it all together um, with Dr. LJ. She's an endometriosis coach. She is a doctor. Um, she is more than that, honey. She has more degrees than that. I can't even name them all on this, and that's a whole different type of podcast. But welcome, Dr. LJ. I am so honored to have you on One Sick Beat. Thank you. And I'm excited to be on One Sick Bee. And I just want to give some extra love to this podcast that we are dedicating to your two friends. Here's the thing, right? Endometriosis is a powerful chronic illness. And this is the first thing I want to say. Despite your diagnosis, despite wherever you are in your healing journey, you deserve quality of life. And so hopefully some of this information will empower and educate you to get those doctors in line so that you can get what you need, but also put the tools in your toolbox so that you can be living your best life. Yes, thank you. Well, first, I always ask, how have you been with this new norm? When it hit, how have you been? How have you functioned? You seem like you're thriving well, but how have you adjusted to uh, this new norm? You know what? Your girl is thriving. The new norm. What can I say about the scamdemic? Number one, it's a scamdemic, right? Number two, ain't nobody about to hold me down. Number three, let me just be honest. What was meant, what the devil meant for bad, baby, it has been great for me. It has allowed me to prioritize my health. It has allowed me to take my virtual practice worldwide. Um, You know, your girl just thought she'd always be in the 50 states. We are international now. So I'm loving my virtual practice. I'm loving everything. Um, The biggest thing I would say circling back, it has allowed me to prioritize my health, do some extra detoxification and just take my fitness and my health to the next level. I love it. I I love it. I'm I'm having a year like you. I'm I'm, I'm just like that. (laughs) This has helped me discover a whole new uh, meaning. I've already was in the house. So it was kind of funny at first to to laugh at everybody else spazzing because you know I have a chronic illness so you know I spend my time in the house I'm like oh so you mad you have to spend time with your kids all the time don't worry about it I do it all the time <laughs> let's get started Dr. LJ we're going to speak about endometriosis I want you if you don't mind first of all before you start uh give them the definition of what endometrial is and how it's caused and then I want to go into your personal story and then a little later I'll ask the questions uh and we'll sum it up because I don't want to keep you long but I definitely want to hear everything you have to say Yes. And I I love that we're starting with the definition. So right now, if you're listening, I want you to take a deep inhale and exhale because your girl going to be dropping some gems. And some of them you're going to be like, that's not what Dr. Google told me. I know Dr. Google and WebMD may have told you something different, but I'm sitting here with 16 years taking to get diagnosed, 
tried and true experience, not just the book knowledge. I don't come from the high horse of this is what I learned in school talking down to you. Honey, I'm right there down with you coming from the low horse, the been there, done that horse. (laughs) So that is what I'm bringing to you today. So endometriosis, let's talk about the definition. Endometriosis is uterine-like tissue found outside of the uterus. So I want to say that one more time. It is not uterine lining. It's not endometrial lining. It is uterine-like tissue found outside of the uterus. It is hormonally driven. It creates its own hormones. So it can bring its own estrogen and progesterone to the party. It causes chronic systemic inflammation throughout the entire body. I'm still building on that definition. It is not a reproductive disorder. And then to just put the icing on the cake and really bring everything together, it has autoimmune-like factors. So that long definition is what I want you to... Yes. So think of that long definition. Did any anywhere in there, did I say endometriosis is a period problem? Endometriosis no. is just you being weak or you needed to toughen up with your cycle. It is absolutely anything but that. It is chronic systemic inflammation throughout your entire body. Now your cycle may worsen. It may exasperate your symptoms, but it is not a reproductive disorder and it is not a menstrual issue. That's interesting because when you said uh, menstrual issue, that's the first thing when I think about endometriosis. That's usually when people find out through their cycle because it's disrupted. Correct. That's well. That's one of the reasons they uh, they when you have probably they test for endometriosis and uh, I think they test me for a cyst and I had a cyst. Mm-hmm. I had a cyst, you know, more than endometriosis. So, Doctor LJ, can you please start and tell me your story of how this endometriosis and how your body was affected by it back then? Take me back. Absolutely. So, my journey started when I was fourteen, twelve years old. Got my period. They're like a welcome to you know adulthood, womanhood. Now I'm like, let's get it, let's go, baby. By the age of fourteen, I was like, this is going to be a long journey because I'm suffering over here, right? My period was very painful. Now I started off having period pain, and then as the issues were not addressed, as my hormones were more imbalanced, as that endometriosis lesion started to really, I always explain it as a fire that began to grow. Um, I'll just kind of go head to toe. I had endometriosis lesions in my sinuses. I've had four sinus surgeries, removing endometriosis lesions. I'd have crazy nosebleeds during my cycle. Um, after my fourth sinus surgery, my voice actually changed because my I was so compacted in my ears and my sinuses. I had tons of ear, nose, and throat issues, always having strep throat. I mean, someone could cough a mile away and I was sick. I was that person with that immune system that couldn't take anything. I was always sick. I was always under the weather. I was that person where they're like, girl, you're always sick. That was me. Um, I had hormonal acne. I had extreme brain fog, really hard time concentrating, um, a lot of coughing up blood. There'd be coughing up blood during my cycle. Then sometimes I'd be coughing up blood just for no reason. I didn't know why. Extreme joint pain, lots of weight gain, lots of chronic constipation. That's the one thing now, even though I'm past all of that other stuff as far as the period pain, I really do have to stay on top of my gut health and my immune health. Those are two things that are really, really, really important for me to stay on top of with the diagnosis of endometriosis. So it personally took me 16 years to be diagnosed, which is too long, right? I mean, even when you think about it, most people- Yeah, most people it takes, you know, eight to 10 years to be diagnosed. It took me 16 years 
once I got that diagnosis, that shifted my entire world. Let's talk about the 16 years that it robbed for me when I thought I was crazy. My doctor was trying to convince me I was crazy. Nobody understood that it was more than a painful period. Everyone wanted me to just shut up and take my narcotics and take some birth control and go sit down somewhere. So then finally getting the diagnosis, I had to step back and be like, look here, this is not working for me, right? I am a single black mother of two children and I am not going to continue, let's just be honest, to go to court and fight over custody because I have this disease that people just think I'm going to just be very transparent, right? That I'm just some broken mother that doesn't care about her children and have to fight for my rights, fight for custody of my children because I had this debilitating disorder. I had this debilitating disease. I couldn't run my private practice. So after I got diagnosed, I had to pretty much just withdraw everything, you know, stop working, stop taking care of my children, get all the help I could to heal myself naturally. And then once I got to the other side, I couldn't Mm. come back and just keep doing what I was doing. Because let's talk about everyone that's suffering in silence. There are people listening right now that probably have endometriosis and they're just like, I didn't think there was anything we could do because there's technically no cure. But that is really what shifted my world. I got the diagnosis. I bought a bunch of the misconceptions. They didn't work for me as far as, you know, conventional medicine. I had to educate, retrain myself on the functional medicine side. Yank, I mean, yank my little life back and pull myself together. And then that is what shifted me into LJ's powerhouse, which is what I do right now. Empowering and educating and motivating anyone that has endometriosis or a chronic illness that you can have an amazing life despite your diagnosis. You know, I'm just at awe because uh, some of the things that you said, I didn't realize uh, it caused lesions uh, in your ears. You said in your nose. It can be throughout your entire body. Absolutely. Throughout your entire body. So that's what we have to remember. It's anything outside of the uterus. So that could be on your bowels. That could be on your bladder. That could be in your joints. It can be nerve endometriosis. You can have thoracic endometriosis, which is what I was dealing with. When those lesions would flare up, I'd get a lot of swelling and pain. It looked like someone just kind of went to town on my lungs and I'd cough up blood and this, that, and the other. And then the lesions would go down and I'd be okay. But then I always had that underlying wheezing you know where i was puffing on that albuterol 24 7. so what you what you took uh you took the holistic approach to heal yourself from uh those problems as far as within with your lungs because that's scary uh as far as you coughing up blood so you took the holistic approach what approach what did you use to heal yourself for that so I have to be very honest. I tried conventional medicine first. I of did course. the birth control. I did the, did the pills, the patches, the lotions, the potions. I was trying everything. I even scheduled a hysterectomy until I realized and educated myself that a hysterectomy was not going to cure my endometriosis. And so I ended up canceling that surgery. I made a bunch of lifestyle changes, right? The first thing, nutrition. People are like, that's not sexy. I don't believe in it. Baby, I'm here to tell you right it's now. Life. Nutrition is not going to cure your endometriosis, but it will turn. I repeat, it will turn your quality of life around, but you need to know what nutrition works for you. I had to identify my trigger foods. That's the main thing that I start with a lot of my patients because they're like, LJ, I'm already vegan. I'm vegetarian. I'm juicing. I'm fasting. That's all fine and great. But if it doesn't really go with your trigger foods, then you're really not getting anywhere. You're doing all these restrictions, right? And you're still bloated. You're still gassy. You're still gaining weight. You still have no energy. So I had to make a lot of nutrition changes. Another thing I had to do was really change up my fitness. As a fitness professional, I was traveling the world and teaching conferences and telling everyone that they live on chicken and broccoli six times a day. See, guys, I told you guys she's more than just that, than just the doctor. She's everything. Right. Everything caught up into something nice to help us all in the community and especially with our womenhood community. We need Yes. So I had to stop. Black girl magic, okay? Absolutely. So I had to stop 
traveling the world and telling people the lie that eating chicken broth, you know, chicken breast and broccoli six times a day was going to rev up their metabolism. If that was the case, I wouldn't have been showing up in conferences having people ask me when I was due. I wasn't due and I wasn't pregnant. Your girl was just packing them pounds on with a huge tummy that was yeah. bloated and had all these other GI issues, right? So I had to really change up my nutrition, also change up my fitness, the over-exercising, the under-eating, the 1,200 calories, all of those things those were a lot of I just don't want to say like mindset you know I had to do a bunch of habit hacks but it was a mindset change for me because I came from that whole scarcity mindset that if you want to lose weight and have more energy you over exercise and burn your body out and burn your adrenals and then you do a couple protein shakes in the salad with some fat free this and some fat free that and a bunch of toxins and and it gets to the other side Right. So that was something that wasn't working for me any longer. And then another thing that people don't like to hear, but baby, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I had to let go of some unforgiveness as much as we want to talk about. It's a physical thing. It's a mental, it's a social. Honey, what you said, that's what you said. Exactly. Yes. That heart right here. Yes. It holds trauma, but ladies, if you got a uterus, it is going to drop down into that second heart and wreak havoc on your hormones, wreak havoc on your womb health. Just a snippet of my story. I thought for me getting out of a toxic relationship, which was needed, right? But I thought if I just sign on the dotted line and get rid of him, everything's going to be fine and great. I will tell you right now, gives me chills saying it. My worst endometriosis flare was after my divorce. I held onto that unforgiveness. What he did do, what should have happened, the shoulda, coulda, would is this, that, and the other, put my ass in the hospital for seven weeks, period, point blank, until I was able to do what some people call the woo-woo, let go of the trauma, forgive, because here's the thing, the 14 years that stuff was done for me, the person didn't care then, they still don't care now, it was only tearing my body down, right? So we heard the book, The Body Keeps Score, and everyone loves to throw that out there, but those are three of the the main things that I had to do. It's the truth. You heard, you carry all that in. Just even, I remember uh, going through a period mad at doctors for not believing me. So every time, and this is true, every time I used to go to the doctor, it wasn't a, it was anxiety, but it was anxiety caused from, they're always thinking I'm lying. They're always thinking, so mm-hmm. then you start getting a dislike for doctors. And so you're carrying that because you're stressed out because you don't feel good. Then on top of it, you're like, they're not going to believe me anyway. So why am I going? So why am I going? I had to stop take a deep breath. When I walked into that, I was like, maybe today is going to be different. Correct. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. Don't be mad. Just let them go and find somebody who works with you and willing to listen to your story and your situation and understand it. And at the time I had to find a minority doctor, a doctor that knew my multiple sclerosis and minorities, because some mm-hmm. people don't realize that it varies. Uh, and you know, African-American females than it Absolutely. does their average body, which I mean, we have a lot of diseases that, uh, you know, with sickle cell and other disease that, you know, minority-based supposed uh, chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. But today, first of all, I need to know what keeps you going. Before I get into my viewers' questions, I need to get into mine. What keeps you going and thriving? And I see you so active um, on Instagram and on your platforms. I just see the work that you're putting in. I see the education, just like you just educated me again on some things that I didn't even know. What keeps you going though? Because you feed up everybody's soul. So how does Dr. LJ fuel her soul? Going back to my story, I remember what it was like to be stuck on the couch, have a big house, have all the things, but no energy to leave the couch and walk upstairs and sleep in your own bed. 
I remember what it was like to have to pick up the phone as humble as God knows what and ask a neighbor to come over at 7 a.m. and get my kids dressed after they got their own kids dressed. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember what it was like going to the doctor and them looking at me like, that's really weird that you have all these health issues because I just watched you at 5 a.m. on Channel 9 giving three nutrition tips. And I'm like, oh, well, that was the day I could walk. Did you see the days that, that you didn't see me doing the nutrition tips? Because I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. All of those things. So I remember what it was like essentially hiding in plain sight. And mm -hmm. that is why I do what I do because we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to say anything. We think we're just weak, especially for me as a black woman. As right when I started having issues, my mother let me know quick in a hurry. Number one, I was a pastor's kid. Pray about it. Drink some water. Give it to God and don't bring it up again. That was number me one. Too. Yes. Number it's two was being a PK's kid for real. Yes. People don't realize it. We're not yes. allowed to no. be human. <laughs> Absolutely. Number two, I was told I was a strong black woman and I didn't feel pain. So if I complained about something as far as pain, then I was told in my family that I wasn't holding up the, you know, the big strong women, black, you know, whatever. So for me, it was a lot of stigma around saying I'm not okay. There was a lot of stigma and guilt about, you know, my faith in God isn't strong enough because I'm having this illness or what am I doing wrong? Like I can go all day long, right? It's so crazy so that you said that. I had another chronic illness warrior say, say the same thing, like, her mom was telling you're not, you know, you, you don't must don't believe in God because, and I'm like, what? That's Absolutely. Nothing to do with it, Jesus, like, don't put it on Jesus. <laughs> so that is, I mean, that's what keeps me strong because I remember hiding in plain sight, going through all of that stuff, not physically, but also mentally, socially, financially. That is why I do what I do. Mm. So how do you refuel yourself? What do you do? Do you go to the spa? Do you meditate? Do you, what do you do? To refill my cup, I love to work out. Fitness is my jam. I was at the, the gym this morning on that little cycle bike, getting ready, doing my workout. Secondly, I love to learn, like period, point blank. When everybody yes. else wants to watch TV, I'm like, give me a good podcast. She's give me some lying, good information. You guys. I don't want to tell you how many degrees she had. I said that from jump. <laughs> I love to learn. That's what refills my cup. I love fitness. I love to stay active. I love to hike. I live here in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's nice weather. Right now, everyone's prepping for the Super Bowl. It's great weather, right? Yes. 68 degrees. So I love yes. to get out. I love fitness and I love to learn. Okay. Well, let's get into some questions. Uh, some of these questions are intimate, but they are very uh, needed uh, to be answered. It says, while having sex, it can be painful. How can a woman prepare herself so it is easier. Right. If there's a possible way. There is a possible way. I definitely had my share, fair share of painful sex. Number one, pelvic physical therapy. But this is what I will say. A lot of people are like, mm -mm, honey, I ain't going to do it. I already did it. Here's the thing. You need to find a pelvic physical therapist that eat, sleeps, and breathe endo. Not just your run of the mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. And they have you doing some STEM and a couple other things that are not going to help your situation. You need to find someone that really specializes in it, that gives you a routine while you're in the office, but also stretches and exercises that you can use outside of the office. Number two, a lot of that is going to be structural, right? There could be adhesions. There could be, you know, things going on in that pouch of Douglas that, you know, there's not a lot you can do aside of, you know, <laughs> what's so funny. <laughs> I'm just going to keep. No, just go ahead. I just love you. I just, I wasn't expecting. I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> All right. So next, let me regrade my, I don't even know where I was. 
Woo, we having a good time. All right, so next, if you had the pelvic physical therapy, I literally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> we did therapy one, that was the first one, and now you're on number two, what you can do. Yes, and like when you started laughing, like all the information just left my brain. You may have to edit this and chop this portion out. It's all right. I, I need them to know that we're still thriving through this. We can do it. Just I'm like, what all right. Number That's one, done. pelvic physical therapy. Number two, you need to control the inflammation, right? When there's a lot of inflammation in there, I literally just, when you start laughing, I'm like, whoa, whoa, everything's sparkling. Controlling the inflammation. You need to be able to get the inflammation down. Typically when your inflammatory markers are up, that's when you're in pain. Now there are things that you can do. You can do different positions. There's also one thing I will say as a chronic illness warrior, not that I'm saying that you can't have penetrative sex. I just want to take this a little further. There are other ways that you can be intimate with your partner. So don't just take all of that off the table. I am not I, saying do all the other too. things yeah. and sweep yeah. this under the rug, but yes, number one, pelvic physical therapy, I think is a huge thing. Have the in-office visits, but also the routine. Decrease your inflammation. A lot a lot of the times I've seen in my patients too, when you're having painful sex, you don't even think about it. Baby, you backed up, your bowels aren't moving. You're not having two to three bowel movements a day. Everything is packed in there. So any type of like orgasms or penetration or anything going on down there, hormonal shifts, it really tightens everything up. So those would be the biggest things I would say. And then also, you know, you have to realize that if you have endometriosis, sometimes, and not sometimes, if you have access to excision surgery, it really is beneficial to go in and have them excise, right? That is the golden standard to have have it removed there is no cure but the golden standard to have it removed is excision surgery yes okay going into that one because you said she wants to know also somebody wants to know she of course because only females uh is there any way to slow the growth of endometriosis Right. So endometriosis lesions are inflammatory. So if you're trying to put your endometriosis in remission yeah. or slow the growth, you have got to get down to the inflammation. But I'm going to lean in for this one, right? So when I say decrease inflammation, yes, I love me some ginger tea and turmeric and the herbs. But the thing is, is that endometriosis is a small fire. Every single day that you wake up in the morning, you have a small fire. You're either doing things to decrease the fire or turn that baby into a big, bad bonfire. So that is where we talk about inflammation. So rather than just chasing the symptoms of, I have joint pain, what's a supplement for the joint pain? Oh, my acne's flared up, my face is inflamed, what's something for my acne? What I like to do with my patients is really come a little deeper and not chase symptoms and throw you know supplements or throwing spaghetti at the wall, but really get down down to that inflammatory fire. What is going on? Is your gut health okay? Are your hormones okay? So when we talk about inflammation, I want us to not just think about another supplement or a juice or a cleanse that we can do, but really what's going on with that metabolic chaos. Because when you have that inflammation, it's gonna show up in your hormones. It's gonna show up in your immune system, your digestion, your detoxification, your energy production, all of these different things. So you really need to get to the root of the problem versus just putting little band-aids on all those things around the inflammatory response. Okay. Well, well, this leads into it. It says, are there any vitamins that anyone can take like anti-inflammatory? Right. So I love my, like I said, I'm going to circle back because I feel like this is a good thing. Yeah. I love to give recommendations for supplements, but here's the thing. 
just putting a supplement on top of it, it's not going to help. Now, a supplement that I used a lot and I still use it today. For example, I've taken so many things before I got into my natural part of my healing journey. I'm technically allergic to ibuprofen. Can't take it. Don't have it in the house. Can't take it whatsoever. But what I do love is Zyflamend. Now it's a product. Um, I don't know the name brand of it. They don't put any money in my bank account. So, but what I will tell you is it's right. called Zyflamend, Z-Y-F-L-A-M-E-N-D. That is like a natural ibuprofen. There's another product called AKBA. I know it's kind of weird. AKBA. I don't, the ACBA, we just call it the AKBA. It works amazing for inflammation and different things like that. Now you have ginger, you have turmeric, but you also have to remember once again, just putting supplements on top of it, you really need to get to the root of the problem. I have a patient right now who's having a lot of joint inflammation, a lot of joint pain. Well, at the end of the day, yes, her joints are inflamed, but when we start to dig a little bit deeper, what we're dealing with is some yeast and some fungal overgrowth. So when okay. she's having that fungal overgrowth, we made the connection. When we got the joint pain, we conveniently got a little bit of BV. We got a yeast infection. We got some toenail fungus. So that's where I come oh, in and start okay. connecting all those dots versus it's just being like, oh, you have joint pain? Oh, yeah, go take glucosamine. That can be helpful, but rather than us just, you know, putting a little water on the fire, why don't we just see if we can get, get that fire root. increase overall? Get to the root of the problem. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on cash oil packets? Castor oil pack? Oh, baby, I, I love it. I got yes, one on right now. Yes. Okay, castor oil packs. Yes. Oil applied to a cloth and placed on the abdomen. With the heated pad, which helps to break down the scar tissue. What, uh, yes. how, what are your thoughts on it? I, I'm 110% on board. With this episode, I'll make sure I give you my link so you guys can save a little bit of money. Definitely. Pastoral packs are amazing. But what I will say is get on off Amazon. Stop trying to do them, number one, on your own if you're not using organic cloth. Number two, stop buying that cheap castor oil. I'm gonna call you out right now. If it's in a plastic bottle, here's the deal. The castor oil is leaching chemicals out of the plastic and putting it on your body. The purpose mm -hmm. of castor oil is to pull toxins out of your body. So if okay. it's not coming out of a glass bottle, if it's not organic, you're actually just- that Walgreens one. Yeah, uh-huh. You know the one that's the one that's like $7.99. And in your mind, you're like, natural don't work. Baby, it's because you're using the wrong oil. That's why it ain't working, because you're using the wrong one. Yes. So, yes. Castor oil is amazing. Um, another thing I will say, I use my castor oil without a heating pad. I, I have, I don't worry, I'm not having a heating pad on right now. Um, right. I just have it on. I'm gonna give you a little tidbit for my castor oil people that work from home. I wear mine during the day and in the evening. I'm gonna give y'all a little bonus that I usually tell my paid patients. Here's okay. the thing. Something you can I also do. For you today. I don't you know that. Huh? I don't have 50 cent for you today. So I hope you know that for your, for your <laughs> we giving that free gems over here, honey. Here's the thing. Side note, if you deal with bloating, yes, it can be helpful. You're going to put it on the front, but if you're always tired and dealing with fatigue, take that same castor oil pack, rub castor oil on your lower back, on your kidneys and those adrenals and go ahead and help them adrenals. If you want more information, you need to click that yep. link and get that discovery call. I knew yes. where to go to get y'all started, to get y'all started, to get y'all started. <laughs> Absolutely. And the last one, uh, any book recommendations you have for people who are uh, concerned or want to read about it themselves, 
but like, you know, with the proper information, because, you know, you read a whole lot of books. Ooh. So like some good books, just name two that. Uh, I'm trying to think with the proper information. Ooh, I, oh, I may oh, have to. That's because, you know, yeah, well. That's <laughs> well, like I can think of a lot of books, but I'm not books. really thinking of a lot that have the proper. Dr. LJ, you might have to write a book now. That might be your cue from God. It, it is on my list. Yes, it'll be coming. I don't know when. I girl, your girl's got a podcast. So until I drop the book, yeah, I know. you can go to my podcast, which is the Holistic Endo Expert Podcast, Holistic with a W. You know, yeah. the books, I'm going to, I don't want to poo-poo the books, but as of right now, if I was wanting to recommend a book to someone that had endometriosis, I honestly can't think of one. I think there's some okay. out there that really share people's journey, but at okay. the end of the day, if you're suffering in pain, you need to advocate with your doctor that, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. I don't know that there's a book out there yet. I guess, like you said, Dr. LJ going to be dropping that book that really right. gives all that information that I feel is comprehensive and accurate. Mm, I love how you said that. Um, I guess my last question is, Give my kings and queens some advice uh, that they can take along with them on this endo journey that they're going through. It's a journey, right? I'm going to say it one more time. It's a journey. It is a chronic illness. Do not feel defeated because of that, but realize that you're going to have a full team that supports you in that. That may be an OB-GYN a PCP, you know, your endocrinologist, your rheumatologist. It is okay to have several tools and several practitioners in your toolbox because if you want quality of life, you're going to have to touch in, you know, on all those levels. Mm. Can you please give my kings and queens, before I do my favorite part of my podcast is certifying you one sick beat, but I need you to give my kings and queens where they can find you and where you're located at, your website and your name. I will also Absolutely. have information in the bio. Yeah. So Instagram, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. My website is ljspowerhouse.org. You also can go over and binge on my podcast, The Holistic Endo Expert, holistic with a W. Um, and then on my Instagram, you'll find the link. You can click the work with me. I know some of you are listening to this and you're like, I need more. I need more. Go ahead and click on my discovery call. I have a free discovery call and we can hop on a call and create a plan for you. Okay. Well, this is my favorite part. I get to certify you once it beats. Dr. LJ, the definition of one sick bee is a strong individual that faces or fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life threw at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. You have came on my podcast and blessed me and educated, dropped gems. This one was free of charge. Next one I'm going to pay. Uh, you dropped gems, gems to my viewers. You are empowering Black Girl Magic by keeping up, having us a doctor, excuse me, physician, someone to come to who not only understands what we're going through, but truly understands, not just has empathy, what I'm trying to say, but have you have walked along that journey. And for you to come on here and bless my podcast and give out the information that I probably couldn't even think of, stuff that you, questions I didn't even have in mind, but you gave me information that I didn't even know of what endometriosis also can cause. So that I just want to certify you one sick beat. And thank you uh, for being on one sick beat. Thank you. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. Life a couple times, but it's okay, you growing. Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay, you on it. Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it. Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it. You gotta adapt it to the pain, and you got used to hurting. And you're the one that's needed help, you used to offer service. You're not alone, not by yourself, now don't forget that.
You're always fighting, always fighting for the get back And you always trying, always grinding and I'm with that You're such a fighter and your strength is where your gift's at You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform When you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war yeah. God sent the strongest soldiers to war You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform And when you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war yeah. God sent the strongest soldiers to war